Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pushing play on the Bank Shot, this mini-series edition uh, where myself, your co-host Rich Camalucci, uh, and on the other line, Osman Canizales, uh, chronicle the Miami Heat's 2018 playoff run. Osman, over the line in Charlotte, North Carolina. How are you, dude? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, went from work to that uh, podcasting town hall, which was um, a pretty cool experience. Got to meet a lot of really nice people. Uh, and then came on over here back home, made a sandwich, cracked open a beer, and then uh, called you. I know nothing about the game outside of what you've texted me, which was kind of not much. Um, <laughs> how about you, man? Uh, yeah, man. You know, got a haircut today, so that's always cool, right? You know, always always nice to freshen up a bit. Uh, for sure, for getting sure. Getting ready for my, uh, my uh, trip to New York tomorrow. Gotta look And uh, got some... Mediterranean food for dinner. Ooh. And uh oh yeah, had some some hero, you know, some of that good stuff, some Greek salad. Killed it killed that up, sauced it up there for myself. There and uh go. yeah, sat down and watched this hell of a game. Hell of a game three in Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was our first game on home court. Um I mean, take it away. Like I literally know nothing. What should I know? You should know that Justice Winslow and the Dragon fucking showed up today okay All showed right. up big time especially the dragon a lot of intensity in his play he came off the bat running just like he did in game two but this time he wasn't in foul trouble so he sure enough let them have it ended the game with 23 points uh only two rebounds eight assists you know but he he, he just was he just was felt i felt like every time there was a tough oh and finally we found somebody to heat check ugly belly Oh, my goodness. Yeah. These guys were going at it all game, and it was remarkable. I'm sure you will see on the highlights tomorrow uh-huh. on TV. He tries to grab the dragon down with two hands. The dragon still gets the and one, puts up the biceps, kisses each one. Not, and he didn't kiss each one, but it was still – he put him up in his face, and the whole heat bench biceps up, showing how strong and big the dragon is. It was Steps amazing. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, you know, it was a close game overall. First quarter, uh, 30, uh, Philly 37, Heat 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense on both ends was very, you know, tough as we knew it was going to be with the Embiid comeback. The so he was playing. Phantom of the process. Embiid was playing today. Embiid played. He had some kind of black mask with also a visor. Uh, it, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? I thought those were illegal. <laughs> yeah. No. After LeBron balled out and said that nobody could use him again. Yeah. Um, Embiid got one, but his had like a like a like a glass visor on the front or like plexiglass visor on the front. And you should have seen Twitter explode on what this guy looked like. It was so funny. They said that he could take over Shaq's role in the Steel sequel. They said he could <laughs> he looked like he was wearing a scuba diving helmet. Uh, <laughs> they're wondering on the, Twitter just pretty much destroyed Joel Embiid in that mask. And it was Quite remarkable, to say the least. They had him with a Bane face on, too, which which is pretty interesting. Uh, there was. You, do you ever see that that meme where it's the guy holding the girlfriend's hand mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. turning around looking at the girl? So his girlfriend's Embiid without the mask, and then he's staring at Embiid with the mask on. <laughs> it's just 
the barrage of bullshit, you know, as as you know, Twitter gets. It's just insane. Um, all the but memes. overall, all the me, oh, the memes. Yeah, we're great. We're great beyond that. But overall, man, the game the game was pretty tough. I'm I'm, I'm not serious gonna lie. about that. Like, I thought I thought those those uh, like the black masks were were outlawed by the NBA. I, like I thought that like after LeBron, I legitimately thought that was done. Nope. Not when uh, Joel Embiid comes back around. I'm calling some uh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to say the least, they, they let him. They definitely let him shine with it on. And well, he the played league a great office e- is going to hear from me. You know who needs to hear from us? And I'm tired of you not letting me bash this guy. But oh, Hassan no. Whiteside once again did oh, not no. show up. Oh, oh no. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Once again, Hassan Whiteside did not show up. Played 13 minutes in the game. Jesus only had five Christ. points. Had two turnovers. It's like, dude, what a bum. What a bum this guy Hassan Whiteside is. Like, I just never seen, like, ugh, everything about him just makes me mad. He's like a big baby. He gets checked out of the game. He's sitting on the floor waiting to get checked in, and, and the sponsor is, like, talking to him. And you could just tell in his vibe and in his presence, he just doesn't want to be there. And it's fucking annoying. Like, Dude, this is the fucking playoffs. What more motivation do you need? Like, this is your house. Defend your fucking home. And there was just nothing there. Nothing. Nothing from Hassan Whiteside. And it was the most frustrating thing to watch because you see everybody else busting their asses, doing what they can. Josh Richardson was playing a great game once again. Freaking Kelly Olenek was hustling all over the place, even though he didn't do much offensively. But the surprisingly, Justice Winslow was the second leading scorer on the team with 19 points. Whoa. Went four for six from three. What? Let me, yeah, yeah. Let me repeat that again. Justice Winslow had a game second high, 19 points. Went four for six from three and hit seven for eight of his free throws. Holy yeah. shit! And then he had 10 rebounds on top of that. So a little double double action for Justice Winslow definitely showed up today. And you would think with him being the second leading scorer on the team that we would be pretty much dominating this game. And for the most part, I felt like it was we weren't dominating for a sense because, once again, these fucking Europeans, man, did they I don't know how again? they do it. They did it again. They hit 18 three-pointers this game. Saric had 21 points. Bellinelli had 21 points. Both of them were just lighting us up. And I, I just don't understand how everybody on that team shoots three-pointers. Like, everyone. Like, now there's not one player who can't shoot a three. I'm well, surprised Amir Johnson didn't do a fucking behind-the-back three-pointer and it go in, too, because everybody shoots threes on that team. And that honestly shouldn't be too surprising. It's obviously how they constructed their team to be this year. Uh, and that's – I mean, everyone's been saying it. I'm going to sound like any fucking talking head on any sports network. That's just the way the league is going these days. And um, Oh, yeah. And not to mention Embiid went three for four from three. Embiid ended the night on with 23 and seven, four assists, one steal, three blocks. Pretty much an Embiid stat line. He, he was felt, mm-hmm. you know. But even with Embiid being there through three quarters, I felt like we still had this game. You know, I felt like it was ours. It was, this, so it was pretty much. By the way you're talking about it, it sounds like we lost. Or did, you, did you mention that we lost? I, I did not mention already. that we lost. Okay. Yeah, but we lost. We ended up losing by 20. Because in oh, the fourth quarter, Jesus. they blew us out 32 to 14 in the fourth quarter to fuck. beat us by 20 points. Yeah. What the fuck? We just, we just, dude, we fell apart offensively. Like, bad looks. And then the shots that were good looks just weren't dropping. D-Wade, hate to say it, hashtag unsustainable, <laughs> did not go his way Fell in game three at all. He went 
two for 10. Uh, he made all four of his free throws, but yeah, two for 10. It was just, yeah, he fell right back down to earth. He, and he, he had good minutes. He paid 25 minutes compared to his 26 minutes in game two, but it just wasn't working, man. He did have a lot of good dimes. He had five assists in the game, one steal, one block, but he turned over the ball quite a bit. He had four turnovers and it's, it's, yeah, kind of fell down there, you know, kind of fell back down to earth and same with the you know with the starting five um, they actually played really well Tyler Johnson was went four for four two for two from three-point land you know he he played well but in the first quarter uh I think it was Embiid who knocked him over on his thumb and he like jammed it Mm. so it looked like he was like struggling so they wrapped up they wrapped up his thumb in the middle of the game and he was still making shots and, and playing well but it just wasn't enough, man. Once the fourth quarter came around, these European guys did what they did again. Ben Simmons had a great game again. He went 19 and 12 with seven assists. You know, you can't can't really stop him at that point. I felt like we were just drained, and there's only so much that our players can do. To these guys are fucking making everything, bro. It's it's ridiculous. Well, and it's got to be disheartening too when they're just like yeah. making everything like that. What was their uh, what was their percentage from three as a team? They shot fifty three from from three, and we shot forty eight. All right, we shot forty eight. Fuck. Yeah, we shot six. We went sixteen for thirty three. They went eighteen for thirty four. So it was pretty close. You know what yeah. I mean? For the for the most part, our, it was it was honestly, dude. It was Justice Winslow, uh, Josh Richardson hit four for seven from three. You know, it, like it was it was surprising to see the guys who were actually making three point shots. We tried getting Ellington in the game. He went one for four from three. You know, these guys, yeah. like you said, you got to let them shoot, let them shoot. But he's just they're just not finding their rhythm, man. And it how, was tough. How were they? Were they physical on defense at least? Oh, my God. Let me tell you how we had three double technicals this game because of the physicality. <laughs> what? Three double techs <laughs> in this game. Six total techs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let me tell you who who. Showed who the fuck the man was. Mr. Flash, Father Prime. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, I don't even, he's not even worth knowing what his first name is, but his last name is Anderson. He's a shooting guard for, for Philly. Okay. Nobody. Don't care who he is. Bum. Whatever. So he's, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a rebound that plays uh, on, on our side, and he goes and he tries to grab on Wade's jersey. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. And while he does that, Father Prime just says, all right, you want to grab my jersey? Grabs him by his forearm with both hands, throws him over his body into the floor. And then not only does he not hold back, he fucking tries to walk up over him and looks down at him. Is like, what you want to do? Do something. So, of course, the guy gets up. And in every NBA fashion in this this era, they all just forehead to forehead talk shit till somebody pulls him apart. Hold me Um, back. But D-Wade was not having it. And it was great because you know what? You see Bam Adebayo. His eyes lit up, and he went charging towards this guy. But Jawan Howard just yoked him from the bench because obviously, you know, if he gets yes. if he gets attacked from coming off the bench, yep. like he's kicked out. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was great awareness by Jawan Howard to grab him. But it was even better for me to see, like, yo, if Ben would have gotten there, he would have fucked him up, boy. Just trying because you can tell he's trying to protect his teammates. You know what I mean? And then the other riffraff going on back and forth was Bellinelli and Dragic. Man, they were just fucking. I guess it was this whole overseas basketball bullshit because apparently they beefed back in the day had no idea about this euro beef yeah euro Euro beef i like that sounds like a good sandwich but uh (laughs) yeah euro beef they they were going at it all game just fucking yapping 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 and it was great because 
Dragon's not backing down from anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what made it made it fun because I was just like, oh my god, these guys are ready to fucking play. And everybody was just firing on all cylinders on defense, especially. We were just attacking them, not letting them get off like to all their most of their easy shit. I mean, a lot of the stuff it was just uncontrollable. Like, you know, you, these guys are shooting threes, lights out. Um, surprisingly, like, we held J.J. Redick to only 10 points. You know, he only made sure. one three all game. So that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, but it's just tough when Dario Sarek goes four for seven, Bellinelli goes four for eight from three, and B goes three for four, Covington goes two for two, Eliasova goes two for three from three. It's like, damn, all these guys, whenever they get behind the line, they're just dropping them. And, and in the fourth quarter, that's how the lead kind of slipped away. I felt like we were getting pretty close. And then every time we'd get close, dagger threes, dagger threes, dagger threes, dagger threes. And they would just kept farther and farther away. And you can tell the effort D-Wade was trying to put in in the fourth quarter to try to kind of get us back into that rhythm. But yeah. that mid-range shot just was not falling, bro. It was not fall. It was just not his night to shoot at all. Would you say it was possible that that the heat maybe exerted, overexerted too much emotion uh, in the first three quarters of the game? And no, just kinda, I don't know. I, I don't think so at all, because at the end of the third, we still were playing great. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't even I felt like the team was tired because Olenek was hustling. Literally, dude, with two seconds on the clock, Olenek was blocking shots because <laughs> he did not want to let them in. We were down by 18 points. So it's like, you know, it's yeah. these guys were not giving up by any means necessary. They were right. showing that they're going to compete, that they're going to come out there and they're going to do their thing. And and it just we just couldn't hit a shot like mm. we just couldn't make a shot. We couldn't make anything. Even driving to the lane like was just dumb blobs into the back, like to the backboard. And you're just like, guys, what are you doing? Come on. But we just we couldn't we couldn't couldn't make shots. And then at the end of the day, they were making all of theirs. So and. It's tough because, like, even with Whiteside in <sighs> Whiteside, just because I hate this guy so much, but it's just, it's just like seeing him out there was honestly hurting us. And he came in for like another possession, he turned the, he literally came in, checked in the game, dribbled three feet, throws the ball out of bounds. Spo literally just was like, "What the fuck?" Like getting ready to take him out. And literally, as D Wade throws him a lob, a finally a lob to you know an easy lob dunk. Right there, we call timeout, Spoke takes him out of the game. After his first, like, kind of, like, jump of juice of, like, hey, I got one. Nope, you're sitting down, killing him, coming back in. And and it was funny because you so could tell even him. He's just playing like shit. He turned the ball over on the previous possession, so Spoke already had in his mind, like, I got to get this guy out of here. This is, a, you know, it's it wasn't it wasn't even a matter of I'm not going to let him just keep lobbing it up when he's just not even, like, he's his head's not in the game. I don't know what drama he has when maybe – one of the women of the night in fucking Miami or something. I have no idea, but it's just he's not here. He's not Whiteside to play a combined like freaking what is it now? He played 12, 15, and now 13. Like, dude, you're not. He haven't even played a full game in three games. Like, come on. Like, it's 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 fucking terrifying because they have this freak of nature on the other side of the court. That's literally every time Whiteside got a foul. He put his finger up for how many fouls Whiteside had. He's keeping track, talking shit the whole game. You know what I mean? And and it sucks because we, Whiteside's not doing anything about it. And over and over, we have to watch him just be a punk-ass bitch on the sidelines, and it's frustrating. <sighs> Sorry. Rant over on Whiteside. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, I felt like that was the last sort of scrap of hope that there was for... For uh, 
for Whiteside was, you know, Embiid finally playing and and you know, that's that's what will spark him. That's what will, you know, bring out the best for him and yada yada yada. And um you know, you just you just run out. You just run out of a But see, this is like why like I don't feel like like we 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 were so concerned. Who wouldn't be concerned about Joel Embiid coming back into a series, right? Like we were so concerned about him coming back. But dude, watching this game from start to finish, like we had them. Like it wasn't he he was a factor. Don't get me wrong, his his points and stats say it. But it's like he we could have definitely still won this game. It wasn't like we like people will probably see this score and be like, oh shit, Embiid's back. He lost by twenty. He'd only lost that twenty at the end of the game. Right. Final maybe final like eight nine minutes of the game like we were neck and neck all game first quarter 37 33 Philly second quarter 26 31 Miami third quarter 33 30 Philly we were right there and then fourth quarter 32 14 it's where we just dropped off completely and it just went to shit but I felt like you know even with Embiid back I'm not worried like yeah we, we unfortunately they took back home court by taking one at home from us but. Like, I, I honestly think that we can go seven with these guys, no problem. So what kind of adjustments uh, do you think we should make based off of what happened? Repeat that. I'm sorry. You kind of banked that on my headset there. Sorry. What kind of adjustments do you think that we should make based off what happened tonight? To be completely honest, man, stick I felt like I, to be, you have to. You have to stick with it. It, it was just a matter of just the shots not falling at the end of the game. Maybe Spo could draw up some better plays to get our guys into more open space maybe. like. Uh, but other than that, dude, we played a sound game against these guys. It was literally – even the fouls were, were back and forth. I think it was like 26 uh, – what was it? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what the fouls were. But we were we even had like – I think it was like 26 to 24 fouls on each side. So the fouls were being called non-fucking-stop. Because we were being aggressive on both ends, and so were they. And I felt like with the speed that that team has, even with their big men on the floor, like you have to keep what you were up, keep up what you were doing. And we did, you know what I mean? And it's and it's tough to lose this way because you're you played such a solid game through three quarters, and then just literally watch it piece by piece fall apart. It's just, ugh, like that's what literally sucked the energy out of me because I was just like. All game, fuck yeah! I have my cousin recording video of just white <laughs> of Dragic flexing on everybody, which I'm gonna send to you so you can see it. Okay. Um, but it's and it's just frustrating to to just all that just gets sucked out at the end because you're just like, damn, B just hit two threes in a row. Like what the fuck, yeah. you know? And it's just and it sucks. But yeah, so. That's that. <laughs> oh my god, that sounded so sad at the end. Yeah, I, I am sad. I am sad <laughs> because I all this fucking hype. I was hyped that we were going to come in and kick ass, but you know what it was? And I just realized it. Fucking Mario Chalmers was the only celebrity that I saw at the game. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, that doesn't even count, right? Because he's still playing, ain't he? Yeah, he, uh, he played ca- for Memphis. Because oh when I, I went to a Hornets game, uh, like – three yeah, weeks ago that's right that's right and we they blew them out by like 50 points and mario chalmers was in the game i was like oh shit it's chalmers look at that god well there you have it we didn't have our good <laughs> luck charms god <laughs> duh that's what probably threw d wade off his game just re- re- reminiscing on all the times he had to yell at chalmers for being a, a liability on defense 
Can we get Rick Ross some comps to the next game, please? <laughs> I think is he is he better? Last I heard, he had like really bad pneumonia and he was like in the hospital. Oh, I have no idea. Like I, I heard, like my, Rick Ross was Rick battling Ross push was battling his life coming through lately. Like, like uh, yeah, he was really like battling like living. Oh, it's crazy! Shit. That was like a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just like now, this right? is, But I hope he's I hope he's back. I feel like we would have heard something if something bad happened. That's true. Yeah. He's fine. That's true. You know what? Fucking get Rick Ross in on the Make-A-Wish program and his wishes to go to Game <laughs> 4. How about that? How about that? Our lucky wasted on wanting to meet John Cena or some shit. <laughs> um, well, shit, man. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch the game. No, man. I mean, I, 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 I'm well, sad that I missed it because I didn't want to miss a game in these playoffs. Um, so that was more so being facetious. But, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's shitty to hear because we're supposed to be the, the, the mature team that has been there before and knows how to, knows how to play a goddamn fourth quarter in the playoffs. And it doesn't sound like that was us. Not at all. Um, I didn't want to pivot because there's not exactly too, too much to add here, seeing as I haven't seen it. Um, this is just a, a funny thought that popped in my head. <laughs> uh, shortly after we ended the recording a few days back. So I sauntered on over to the trade machine in looking forward, you know, to to the next season and beyond. Because there seems to be some turmoil with some other particular team and a, and a, a top five player of theirs. And we have, you know, a, a player with high upside and a high contract that we would also like to get rid of. Um... So I just wanted to see, you know, because also in the next season, fair market value is not going to happen for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> and if oh. there's any, if there's any nifty executive, we have him. His name's Pat Riley. No Danny Ainge, but he ain't bad. First of all, would you want Kawhi Leonard on the Heat? Hands down, yes. Me too. Me too. I would With trade. Everything. I would trade. I would trade our whole starting five for for Kawhi Leonard and just build around him instead. So what and the about fact that our, our the fact that our team has a lot of friendly contracts in today's NBA mm-hmm. contract mm-hmm. era, where Mike Conley is getting paid like two hundred and fifty million dollars, yep. and all our guys are getting four year fifty million dollar deals. I think it's perfectly fine for Popovich to make use of these guys and us be like, all right, cool. Well, he doesn't want to play for you anyways. So I'm not exactly seasoned on the trade machine. Uh, so all I was just trying to do was get the money to work. I didn't, I didn't start plugging in third teams or anything like that. Uh, but what I have here is, is Kawhi Leonard and just like a couple of dudes further down their roster, a point guard and a shooting guard, uh, for Hassan Whiteside and someone who I think actually might – Flourish more in the Spurs system, Justice Winslow. Hmm. 
Yeah. So just those two for him straight up, and then maybe some picks. And then like, there's a couple other dudes from the from the Spurs that I added on there just to make the money work. I think that's probably the most fair market value that they'll they'll probably see for Kawhi in a trade because he still has one more year in his deal. Um. And and again, I I love Justice, but I don't think he's maximizing his potential in Miami. And I think that he possibly could in in San Antonio. I feel like that style of play maybe fits him more. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, anything is going to make me say yes, because I've obviously I, when Kawhi is healthy, he's hands down top five in the NBA as yeah. far as two way guard, two way players go. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter and, of. And I think it's right, a place is, where is Kawhi would, for that whale. And I think it's a place that that Kawhi would want to resign as well. Like. You know, mostly we usually do make our our moves in free agency. Uh, this would be a little bit of a, a paradigm shift, but you know, like, kind of got to strike while you can. Yeah, I mean, and then if we bring Kawhi down here, you know, Riley already was outspoken about how he respects LeBron for doing what he did, for going back home, and he understands why LeBron did it. Putting that out there. I putting that out there. It, There's no nice. reason for Riley to come out and say this all of a sudden, right before you know the season ends. Just putting it, that out there. It was a nice little backtrack by Riley, <laughs> uh, but that that bridge done burnt. All right, never. I don't know, man. I, we'll see. There's just, I don't know. I think I think he's he's LA bound, honestly, but. Crazier shit's happened. Yeah. So. Crazier shit has happened. All right. So to pivot from that, I did a little studying from okay. the last episode that we had. And I went and I believe that the, the two, was it two or three topics? Best movies based out of Miami and Philly. Oh, shit. And best, yeah. best rappers based out of Miami and Philly. Yes. And what was the third one? Um, best TV shows. Best TV shows based out of Miami and Philly. Okay, did you by any chance um, do any you know research on that? No, no concrete research, but you know I have I have my my brain and my memories, which are not half bad. All right, so shoot, start it off. All right, you want to go movies first? Yeah, we'll go movies first. All right, movies. I know. Where, can I guess where you're gonna go for movies? Can I the, guess for Miami it, at least? For Miami? Yeah. That's the thing is, is for movies, man, Philly wipes the fucking floor with us. No, I get that. But like, can I guess what rough. you would guess? Can I, can I, only because I think I know you well. Okay. And because you're such a weirdo when it comes to these movies <laughs> that I think that you're going to, is it too fast, too furious? You think it's the best Miami based movie? I mean, it was up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, Tej's garage wasn't like in our fucking backyard or whatever. <laughs> you know <true. laughs> uh like right there on the intercoastal uh the the actual answer is it's probably bad boys or even bad boys 2 bad boys 2 is mine bad yeah. boys 2 is my favorite miami based movie for sure and like i don't even know what would be uh birdcage birdcage would be up there 
I wanted to go Scarface, but I heard most of it was actually filmed in California. I believe that. So, so if not, Scarface was going to be my number one. Yeah. But but definitely, uh, if not, Bad Boys 2, because I know for sure that was based out of Miami and Northern yeah. Cuba, which is also Miami. So that mm-hmm. works out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from that, like, it's pretty slim pickings after that. I mean, you got all about the Benjamins, Holy Man. <laughs> And I'm over here acting like I didn't do any research. Guess what? I didn't. This is just my mind. Holy man. Fuck me. Ace, Ace Ventura Pet Detective was a top, top five for me, too. Oh, shit. We back in it. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Okay. 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 That's. That's. It, it's good. But Philly still fucking wipes us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, who'd you have for Philly? Because I can round it out after that. I, the Rocky franchise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> or how about the movie Philadelphia? Yeah, Oscar-winning <laughs> movie. Yeah, uh, I, once I once I dug in, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Rocky's based out of here. That's pretty much probably gonna take the cake for me. Yeah, exactly. and and I'm pretty sure Creed is based out of Philly too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So. And that's a new franchise wave that's going to sweep by storm. So, yep. Yeah. So, best rappers. Real um, quick, real quick. Uh, you you know they're doing a Creed sequel, right? Yeah. Do you know what the plot is going to be? Um, it's the Russian guy's son, right? It's Drago's uh, kid. Drago's, dude. Drago's, yeah. Woo! <laughs> that's fucking spicy. That's like, man, that's like someone got in my brain. And wrote the Creed sequel I wanted specifically. Yeah, man. Right, that's gonna be that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hell of a franchise. They're gonna just literally revamp yeah. it. Stallone's just doing his thing, making some more cheddar to to glue his face together. But um, but yeah, moving on <laughs> to uh, best rappers from Miami. I had to go ahead and switch this up. Once I dug a little more research, at least for me, because of what discography i honestly listen to from start to finish and i feel like it's at least from the last like decade i want to say has been pretty embodied in miami as well it's got to be ricky rose man it's got to be rick ross yeah so that's interesting because like i kind of fell out of hip-hop like around sort of the last 10 years i like dip my toe back and dabble but not being as plugged into the miami scene you know i know some of the the, the kind of bigger Rick Ross, uh, you know, hits and even then the more mainstream ones. The amount of songs that Trick Daddy had placed on the charts is so much higher than you would guess. Like the average human being in America would guess. And it's funny you said because I had a buddy of mine. Um, he hit me up. He's like, fuck. Heard your heard your your game two podcast. Now I'm listening to Trick Daddy all day, and he yeah. just starts sending me all these songs. He's like, "Dude, dude, I'm yeah. like, I, know. I was like, yeah. One of my favorite episodes of RJ hates rap. They did uh, they did a Trick Daddy song, and it it I was on a on a fucking T double D kick for like three weeks after that man it, it was insane and then like that brings you into trina and then you start listening to more trina it was uh it's it's really <laughs> it really takes you off guard 
by how many like songs of his that you remember and recognize. It's crazy. Uh, do so this one for you're Buddy Rowe. You're going, you're going trick. I'm going um, Ricky Rose. Clearly, we're else, in two who else we generations got? of music. I mean, basically, well, yeah. But like, yeah, even I then, mean, like for for music, for music. I mean, guys who were big as far as representing Florida goes. I guess I dug in. Obviously, Pitbull. Yeah. Um, and then Flo Rida. His name is literally Florida. So I guess maybe I've him. Seen, I've seen him perform twice <laughs> at two That's... WrestleManias. Oh my god. <laughs> Just give it a green light. <laughs> yeah. So that's him. He still, you know, drives around. And obviously Khaled. And we can't forget the infamous, like, DJ Laz and stuff like that. And yeah. come, surprisingly, apparently Jason Derulo's from Florida. So they, they put him up in there. But I just dismissed that right away. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Philly. Philly. Um, I was I right still about Freeway, only by think the way. You were, you were right about Freeway? Yeah, he's from Philly. Oh, look at that. Well, I just, I'm going to just stick with Meek Mill because there really is nobody else that I think is close to him as far as that. Um, the only artist that I thought got some pretty big popularity from at least the alternative world was Santi Gold. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I feel like Philly is. Uh, yeah, Philly sucks. Um, and even with Meek Mill, he. Uh, He's the one that was in a, a, a beef with Drake a few years back, right? Yeah, Drake uh, was, I think, Grammy nominated for a diss track against Meek Mill. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, for a, for a probably ghost-written uh, diss track, <laughs> let's be honest. Alleged, allegedly. Yo, hey, Drake is Mexican, y'all. <laughs> of all things, Drake is Mexican? Do you, do you watch Atlanta? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'm not fully caught up on season oh, two. Right? Dog. But dog. Season, two, season two, episode one about Florida Man was probably the best thing ever. He's the alligator man. <laughs> Dude, get caught up on Atlanta fucking stat. Because if we lose another game, we're going to need some shit to talk about. <laughs> but not ra- not rappers. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. But uh, not clearly like what we're doing right now. <laughs> like not, not, not rappers, but to me, like the most influential music group. Mm-hmm. From Philly, it was the Roots, surprisingly, that I that I I found to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, apparently, like they're legendary in Philly, and um, I fucking love the Roots. I listen to all their albums. I have actually their CDs in my car, <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Your relic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm a you know I'm a notch that I'm a notch that for fucking for Miami. Oh yeah. I yeah. was just uh, at work today. Uh, we were talking about just kind of like Miami geography and like the Tri-County area and basically how Broward and Palm Beach County is like the Chicago land to Miami, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just told one of my buddies like, yeah, dude, if you ever, you know, want kind of like to be able to name check just neighborhoods in Miami, just listen to like. One third of any Trick Daddy song. <laughs> They'll give you every single yeah. pocket of the city. Yeah. <laughs> Opalaka. Uh, cool. And then, so TV shows. So TV shows, I have like a legit answer 
mm-hmm. but it's going to be crazy, but okay. it's true. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Don Francisco's Sabado Gigante, but that's based out of Miami. It is. <laughs> that shit is popping, was, was, cause it's no longer right. showing, but it was popping on probably every Spanish TV station across the United States of America. And for like how long? It's like that is yeah. a legendary show. Like, yeah, I like to think that I would know about that show even if I didn't grow up in South Florida. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if not for Sábado Gigante, for for those who don't have any idea what we're talking about, um, I would probably have to go uh, Dexter. Dexter was pretty popular and based out of Miami for a TV show. Yeah, it was set um, there. Definitely wasn't shot there, but it was very popular. You're right. And um, obviously, I mean, I feel like Ballers is kind of too new to, yeah. be, to be considered. But obviously, and they're, I think I think and they moved their, their newest season to Vegas, right? It's not even in Miami anymore. Correct. It, and I think like also L.A. Too new and too fine. It's It's fine. Yeah, uh, but obviously it was Sábado Gigante, and then Miami Vice was like, Vice, you know, yeah. But I didn't want, I, I just didn't want to go that route. So I, I, my personal preference, I guess, was Dexter. You didn't want to go Miami Vice route. Miami, Miami Vice was like an iconic show. Miami Vice was a fucking fashion standard for the eighties. Miami Vice, like, was no joke, like huge. And there's no, I don't think there's any, uh, there's no shame in in lifting it up. Like nothing to. There's no reason. Well, to I just, I just more, I more never... so, be, more so because I never really dive, dove into same Miami Vice. Same. So that's why if if I didn't feel knowledgeable about it, I felt like I shouldn't be representing it, even though for sure it has to be the the most prolific Miami TV show ever made. Now, and 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 it also eventually decades later spawned its own movie, which you know, depending on the circumstances, you might enjoy. Uh, is that that Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx trash? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there okay. are people out there that like that movie. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I know somebody who like it. But, I mean, Philly for shows. Uh, Philly for shows, I just automatically, it's always sunny. It's always sunny. Was my, <laughs> yeah, yeah was my, was my, uh, was my go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also did some research and found out Boy Meets World is based out of Philly. It is. That so, um, so Boy Meets World, obviously, mm-hmm. it was my second choice. Philly suburbs. Let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philly adjacent. <laughs> I would say. So I would I would honestly put Miami Vice over Always Sunny or Boy Meets World for like relevance and significance and like all time to its city yeah definitely yeah. I, I i can agree with that so miami takes two out of three we win two out of three yeah yep <laughs> you heard it here lock it down uh miami is just better than philly that's right and we're gonna be better than them at the best of seven games you know what let's and go fucking not... best sandwich best sandwich <laughs> fucking philly cheesesteak or a cubano Oh, uh, for me, you know, I'll fucking Cubanos. punch somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> all my friends, especially my best friends who know me, if there's a fucking Cuban sandwich on a menu somewhere, yeah. even if it's fucking Steak and Shake, I will order that thing. I Oh, surprising tidbit. 
Panera Bread makes a Cuban sandwich, and it is delightful. Yeah? Just putting it out there. Um, I went to Florida and had Panera Bread, and they didn't have the Cuban sandwich there, which I thought was strange. But here in Charlotte, they were testing out the Cuban sandwich, and huh. it is delightful. Just putting right. that out there. Uh, two <laughs> things. Uh, one, there's also something very fun to do with Panera. Uh, you can order mac and cheese in a bread bowl. So do that. And then oh, I've it. done that. Yeah. Uh, I done the broccoli and cheese in there too. It's delightful. Broccoli and cheese, sure. That's like still a soup. I'm talking yeah. about mac and cheese <laughs> in a fucking bread bowl. My carbs got carbs, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and then two, I'd also even nominate for Miami movies the second act of Chef, like for sure. Oh yeah, especially them Cuban sandwiches. That yes, should made sir. me fiend for a Cuban sandwich Ooh, after that. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Again, just to circle back to the heat, just to kind of get us oh, back yeah. in the groove here. I feel like <laughs> over, overall, um, it was just a tough ending, but it was a miraculous game. And even the people announcing the game were fucking, pump- <clears throat> excuse me, pumped about it because it's like, how fun is this game? You know, it's just like, you know, it's it 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 felt like it should have been the game of the night. And from what I'm watching, New Orleans is up 91 to 70 on Portland right now. <laughs> and... <laughs> And rest in peace, Greg Popovich's wife passed away, um, I think it was yesterday, um, and Golden State's up by six, close game. Obviously, San Antonio's playing with a lot of heart, but I don't see them really closing that one out. <clears throat> so, our team, uh, despite the score, 128 to 108, if you haven't seen this shit, DVR it or ESPN replay, whatever you got to do, or TNT replay, I think you should watch it because it's worthwhile, not only for the you know, intensity of the game, but just to see, like, you know, it was, it was fucking fun. It was a really competitive basketball game up until that last eight to nine minutes of the game. I was just fun. about to ask, at what time in the fourth quarter did fans start leaving? Dude, I looked, and it was so bad because Miami's so bad at this. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because nope. I noticed it while I was watching. I noticed it at like six minutes in the game. The entire 100 section was pretty much gone. And I was just like, please pan the camera lower. Please pan the camera lower so on the cork so you can't see. And literally just red seats everywhere. Everybody got their free T-shirt. Mind you, the game didn't even get full to the second quarter because, you know, it's in Miami. Seven o'clock is way too early. Yeah. So the shit didn't get filled up till second quarter, maybe third quarter. And then everybody dipped out probably like with six minutes left in the game they were just like seeing what was happening what was transpiring and they just said all right fuck it let's try to beat the traffic but guess what you didn't beat the traffic because there's always construction and everybody's leaving at the same time so it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) fuck you guys for leaving early your life is futile give up all right um cool so the next game is on saturday night 2.30, 2.30, actually, 2.30. 2.30 p.m. Do you have, yeah, uh, have, I know you're going to be in New York, but do you have any plans to watch it? Um, you best damn well I do. I'm going to make sure these fuckers, whatever we're doing, we're going to stop at a brewery or a brunch spot, and we're going to watch that fucking game, and then we can go on with all our acti- with our activities for the day. Because yeah. it's only going to take about three hours. That's about maybe 14, 15 beers, and then we could just keep it moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you got it planned out better than I do. Yeah, because I, I, from what I've, I've kind of, because I've kind of been in charge of kind of like kind of making a 
not an itinerary to follow per se, but kind of just like an outline of the trip. Yeah. And I purposely left Saturday pretty wide fucking open for this main reason. Yeah. So it works out. So hopefully we can get to chatting. And I think after that game, um, Saturday, we don't play again until um, I would think Monday or Tuesday because we have to fly back to Philly. Yeah. <clears throat> so excuse me. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, it should be a fun one, man. I'm excited. And the fact that we get an early game, you know what that means for the Philly guys who went hanging out on Friday night. Mm. It's going to be a long Saturday. Yes, it will. It's going to be a long Saturday. You know what? Hey, they they picked up a game on the road. You know, that's at least two days of celebrating right there. Like, they they got a lot to celebrate. Yep. Let's hope nobody, you know, drops it open on Embiid's head and fractures that orbital bone even worse. So we'll see what happens. All right, dude. So we are uh, we're wrapping it up here on the blank slate. Thank you so much for listening to us, uh, subscribing if you're not already subscribed. Uh, tell a friend, and uh, yeah, you know, just spread the love around. Uh, hit us up on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music uh, with your uh, reviews. They are always super welcome. Um, and you can also hit us up, uh, with your, uh, thoughts on the show as well as, uh, you know, uh, any movies or TV shows or, or, you know, uh, rappers or anything else that we missed, um, at blank slate pod on Twitter and blank slate podcast on Facebook. Um, and, uh, yeah, for myself, uh, you can catch me average cami on Twitter and Instagram, as well as uh, uh, catch me uh, every other Sunday night at Comedy Sports uh, with my uh, team Divine uh, at 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Also, ArcadeAudio.net for all the other shows on the Arcade Audio Network and Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio to donate uh, any super gracious amount uh to the network and or to this show specifically or any other shows that you enjoy uh ozzy hit them yeah so you can get and follow me on ig and instagram oh ig and instagram (laughs) on instagram and facebook and twitter ozzy's life um and again you know spring is here for everywhere besides the north and middle of the united states uh so get your owls apparel clothing you know awlsapparel.com and stay on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys taking out some time listening to us to talk about the best Miami rappers out here. Yes. Oh, Trick Daddy Dollar, y'all. We're from the city <laughs> of Caprices and Impalas, y'all. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Don't ever let me do that again. I was going to say, you should just cut it right there. That was the best ending probably <laughs> ever. Just end it right there. <laughs> no final thoughts. That's it. All right. That's you know what? It, Fuck right it. Why there. not? That was the end of the show. <laughs> yes. You literally should end it right as you finish rapping. Then just an arcade audio. I oh, think that would be the best that, ending well, ever. That's happening now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>